Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode number 16 of the Worship Leader Props Podcast. Oh, man. How is that happening? I mean, I know how it's happening, but how how are we already at 16? It just feels like yesterday we just started. It does. It does. And yet, it seems like we've been doing it forever. We've only just begun (laughs) to podcast. Oh, man. I wish they could see the visuals. (laughs) <laughs> if I've, I've got a little bit of a cold starting and so Ooh. i'm pulling out chris mclarney right now and i've got a cough drop up between my my gums and my tooth back there just yeah. to get a little bit of that that vixy goodness do you also have a guitar pick in there no i don't have a guitar pick okay well i still don't know how he does that i don't that would freak me out having one thing in your mouth is is one thing but managing <laughs> Two different things. I don't know how he does that. <laughs> yeah. And I would think too that he's going to have the rustiest guitar strings considering all that saliva that comes off the picks. Yeah. Just like landing on that metal. It's just going to be just, I'm never playing his guitar. I know it's that got a lot of business on there, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> That's one of my favorite things he said. I, there's a lot of things that he said that I love, but one of my favorite things is, <laughs> well, everything is your favorite. Everything thing. is my favorite thing. When he's talking about, uh, that movie uh sister act too. sister act and he's he talks about the kid putting a little bit of the business on there <laughs> <laughs> i use that all the time now that's funny we <laughs> my nieces and my sister-in-law were over with my wife and i uh two weeks ago or so and we were watching a uh, tv and we we're like hey let's watch a movie so we made the, the the girls watch sister act two and like i've known my sister-in-law for 14 years well we've been part of the family for 13 and a half years and i've known her for longer than that i've never seen her cry ever but there's a scene where um what's her name uh hill lauren hill is singing his eyes on the sparrow Ooh, baby. and uh, robin's sitting next to me and i look over literal tears coming down her face and we're like what is happening <laughs> she goes it's just so pretty and i was like i have known you for almost 15 years and i've never seen you cry and now you're gonna do it during sister act two <laughs> you know i don't ever think i don't think i've seen sister act two. Oh my gosh you need to see it i've seen the first one but i need to see the second one it's it's really good i have to admit nice i need to see it so you're back from vacation you're 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 just reinserting yourself back in the life of ministry how's all that going re-entry it's all it's always amazing isn't it it's just <laughs> insane isn't it always just i tell people it feels like slipping into a warm bath <laughs> <laughs> oh you know so just like a lot of people we were a, a host site for night to shine um this last friday night incredible um, awesome. I, you know, I don't know Tim Tebow. Uh, I would love to know a little more about about that. Like, how did that happen? Like, those are the kind of things that fascinate me. Like, how did Night to Shine happen? Yeah. You know, was is that something he's just always been passionate about or whatever? Um, you know, our our I think we had um, right around four hundred uh, special guests, and wow, man, it was. It, it's it's just it's an overwhelming endeavor just from the pure uh workload standpoint and everybody who hosts it knows that because there's so many things you have to have in place but man to be there and to watch um these very very special people um be honored and celebrated um it's that's a really really cool thing to be a part of i'm not super familiar with it but i've seen a lot of churches putting up pictures is it like basically like a prom it's a prom for uh for people with special needs and so wow um, like at our church we have had uh guests like in their 70s who have never been to a prom and so you know they get to come and shop for for dresses and suits and tuxedos and all those things and um, they get their hair done and um i'm going to tell you what man i have never been on a more joyful dance floor 
uh, oh, than, than the Night to Shine dance floor. So it was really, really cool. So you know what? Tim Tebow, we they salute, salute you. you. Did you and Mrs. Probs get out there and uh, dance a little? We cut a little. We cut a little bit. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'd love to have video of that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say like too much, but I would assume them dance moves are pretty cornbreadish if you know what I mean yeah i'm gonna tell you what mine are uh extraordinarily basic (laughs) do you bite your lip when you're dancing too like the basic white guy yeah probably probably mm, oh yeah oh yeah mm. yeah put a little (laughs) bit of the business on there Uh, (laughs) mrs probs has moves oh does you you when you when we when we reveal which by the way we're at Almost 37,000 followers on Instagram, which is awesome. Thank you. We get to 50. We'll tell you who I am. And then you will find out just how far up I married. And it is a long way. It's pretty far. It is a long, it's pretty far. It is is pretty (laughs) far. Dude, you want to hear something crazy? Think about this. When, When you first revealed who you were to me and asked me about doing this podcast, I don't think you had hit 20,000 yet. And now you've almost doubled in size since I came apart. Is there a correlation? I don't know. Obviously. But <laughs> we call that the Uncle Jer Care Bear factor. Yeah, it's the Care Bear stare. Care Bear stare. Fact so. there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Well, you know what it's time for. Th- this is your favorite thing. It is t- right at this very moment, it is my favorite. At thing. this very moment, your favorite thing is. Our MVPs. So every week on the Worship Leader Pros podcast, we like to take a staff member and a volunteer that you guys have submitted to us and honor them right here on the show. And so it's been an amazing, there's already been 30 people that we have recognized. How cool is that? Pretty awesome. So th- so thank you so much for sending those in. And, and if you would like us to uh, recognize one of your MVPs, Super easy. Just email us at info at worshipleaderprobs.com and we would uh, love just to hear what their Instagram is. Uh, send us a photo of them, what they do in the church. And then you can also uh, go to our website, www.worshipleaderprobs.com and there's an MVP page you can click on that's got a little form you can submit. So, Mr. Probs, who do we got this week? Man, very cool. So our a volunteer MVP is Hunter Hayes. Hunter Hayes is an incredible leader, um, and the person that nominated him feels like he just doesn't get the the uh, the credit he deserves, which is awesome. He works countless hours at the church, um, and uh, you know he he's behind the scenes. And so, Hunter Hayes is our volunteer MVP. Let's go. So our staff MVP this week is Nate Mosley. And now Nate is the worship pastor at Grace Christian Church in Kendallville, Indiana. Uh, he's an amazingly talented singer and musician, and uh, so much more than that. He does graphic design, social media, leads the youth, mentors other area worship leaders. Holy moly. Nate Mosley know, right? is one busy dude. Um, uh, he must be related to Stephen Miller. <laughs> exactly. He, he's got to be like a... Uh, distant cousin or something. Yeah. Um, he's an awesome teacher. He's got a shepherd's heart and, um, he's all, he also has six kids. Maybe he oh. is really related to <laughs> Stephen Miller. <laughs> he very well could be. <laughs> and he's a leasing, uh, he's releasing albums, uh, with his Christian blues rock band, JD three. And, you know, awesome. one of the things I love about this is this is just from the grace Christian church team. It's not yes. even from a specific person. So, man, Pastor Nate Mosley, we salute we you. We salute you. And go take a nap on us. <laughs> right. Man, that is in, that that's really that that dude is biz. He's he's not oh, just gosh, busy. Yeah. He's biz. Isn't that what the he's kids biz-ay. are saying? Yeah, he's giving life the business right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, dude. Well, let's get into my favorite part of the podcast, but it's also your favorite part of the podcast. At this very moment. And we like to call it prayer concerns, or as we're calling it this week, stuff people say. I, lo- I absolutely love this. So It is good. 
I, well, first of all, we took questions this week. We did. Which is, has blossomed into a multi-day endeavor, which <laughs> yeah. is so incredible. Um, and so I threw this in the story. What's the craziest thing a church person has ever said or done to you? And so these are just a few of the gems that came in from you. Yeah. The followers of Worship Leader Props. All right, I've got a few of them. Okay. Here's number one. I feel like we're doing too much outreach. We need more in reach. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. In reach. That's yeah. That's no a thanks. new one. That's a new one. Wow. I haven't heard of that. Hi, one. I'm I'm the in reach pastor. Thank you. Nice <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> okay, number two. Okay. It's unscriptural to have facial hair. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Okay. It's pretty incredible. Nice. Okay. So I love, I love for them to see me then. Right. They would, they would, they'd be giving you the business. I would be getting the business right now. <laughs> okay. So here's one. Number three, a lady once told me my haircut looked like North Korean dictator Kim Jong Un's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, she didn't. She did. She totally oh no, she did. didn't. Totally oh my did. gosh. <laughs> okay, this this one, um, this is number four. And again, before I read this one, it's important that you know this is not something we said. This is something yes. that a guy a guy got from a person in his church. Yes. Okay, here is the quote. So I guess we're going to start doing more black music. That's kind of why I left my last church. Oh my God. He said that to his worship. Okay. Background. This is from the worship pastor. Okay. I had just been hired as the church's first black worship pastor. He was a guitar player and walked up to me immediately after the end of my first service where I was introduced to the church. I said, quote, well, what do you mean? <laughs> he said, you know, Fred Hammond and Israel Houghton. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh. Don't do that. Peeps. Do Stay that. classy, Christians. Right. <laughs> Did you want to hear something funny? Yeah. So one of the elders in my church listens to the podcast and the prayer concerns are what is his favorite part of the podcast. And him and his wife were just rattling off. I can't believe that person said this. And I can't believe somebody got that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it was fantastic. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah. It is really, it, really amazing. And so I have, uh, I have one last I have one last one. Okay. We obviously pay you too much if you can afford that car. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, dude, there is a weird misconception that if you're a pastor, you're supposed to be you're destitute. You're not supposed to yeah. be paid well for what you right. do. You're supposed to be destitute. I, I have a friend who is a pastor and had been in a church for like 10 years didn't get a raise or anything. And so it had gotten around that he had asked for a raise and in the elder board meeting. And this, this person comes up to this guy and goes, don't you know, when you became a pastor, you took a vow of poverty. Mm. I missed, and I was just, absent that day. Yeah. He just simply said, can you show that to me in scripture? Yeah. Right. Look, none of us are doing it for the money. No. Um, but yeah, you know, a, a workman is worth of his hire and all that. Good yeah, stuff, I mean, so. look, look. if you're like rolling around in a Jaguar, <laughs> like yeah, a maybe you might want to read. Yeah, right. Yeah, like maybe, you know, if it's a 1977 <laughs> with like, you know, with the perforated leather seats. Eight you know, track like, player, eight track player. Yeah, you you do you at that point. Um, but like if you're rolling around in like a Mercedes and, you know, like I might, that might be a little icky as a pastor, yeah. but, you know, yeah. I think we should get paid decently. Okay, so I have I have one last one. I, I I have one more than I told you I had. I have one more. This would be the last. To, this would be do you need to, to repent of all your. I life? do need to repent. This would be my last one. Okay. My mother in law tithes here, so I can have whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. These are our people, well, man. These are our people. That's who we're ministering people. to. <laughs> and this is why we have worship leader problems. Right, right. This is why. And um, yeah. this is why, uh, you know, there's still work to do. There's still plenty, plenty for us, <laughs> That's right. for us to do. <laughs> the harvest is ripe. Yes, absolutely. And this is why we'll always have content for this podcast. Always. Yeah. Because of you. You guys. Because of you. You guys are sending them in, man. And these were some yeah. gems, man. Yeah. So keep them coming. Um, like we said in the past, like we'll never use your name. We'll never use your church. We'll keep them fully anonymous, but man, just if you wouldn't mind, send them in again, hit us up in the DMS or you can send it to info at worshipleaderprobs.com. Well, let's jump into our last portion of the podcast before we get into our interview today with Mr. Michael Neal. And this portion of the podcast is called sliding into the DM. So every week we like to jump into our, our direct messages on Instagram because we get a ton of questions um, and, and talk about one of those questions here on the air. And so, Mr. Probs, what are we talking about this week? Yeah, so um, we got we got so many good ones this week when we took questions. But we're going to talk oh, yeah. about um, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned Yeah, you know, in your ministry so far. So I'm – how many years are you in? Um. I'm four and a half in as a pastor, and then I'm ten in as a ministry, like as a ministry intern. Wow. So I, when I first came on staff at the church, while I was the assistant to the worship pastor, I was immediately brought into a pastoral staff meeting, did retreats. I was even allowed to be part of decision making. Wow. Um, they just they saw a calling in me, um, and so that. But then, so I guess ten years in vocational ministry, and then the last four and a half where I was actually carrying the title of pastor wow wow and how long have you been worship pastor 25 buddy Woo! yeah right that's that feels dating <laughs> just a skosh just a skosh what thing. year did you start become a worship pastor 1993 nice. don't even say it what were you what? you were probably learning how to ride tricycles no, right in no, cursive or something like that no no um what year were you born i was born 79 oh it's not as bad so i thought no it. no so i was 13 jerk when you became a full-time worship master <laughs> so. all right dude so okay 25 years of experience what has been the greatest lesson that you've learned you know the greatest lesson i've learned is that people will be your greatest test and i don't i don't mean that in a like we make fun of people a lot we make fun of a lot of the things that people say and the crazy stuff that they do um but people people will be your greatest test you know somebody asked me um just while I, while i was on vacation what is your what's your greatest joy and your greatest sense of you know disillusionment or whatever and i said yeah the, my answer to both of those is people um yeah because um you know that's our first of all they're they're our mission field we are in the people business right we've yep. said that numerous times and uh so so people our, our greatest test uh is people learning how to relate to people learning how to work with people uh, learning how to serve with people, learning how to lead people um, for those who are in leadership roles. You know, um, I, I would say that's that's my that's my biggest lesson um, is that you know people. I, I think I probably before I got into worship ministry, I was ill prepared for the stuff that people may say or do. Yeah. Especially related to worship. Um, and that, you know, look, that's okay. I'm still doing it after 25 years. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, but it, it is, there are some head scratchers out there. Like it's unbiblical to have facial hair. Um, yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that'd be mine. What about you? It's so funny you say, it, cause for me, it's people. Um, when I finally got to be a pastor, you know, um, that year, that first year of ministry was potentially the hardest year of my life. Mm -hmm. It 
I actually, believe it or not, would even compare it to the year we lost our first son, Caleb. Like, that's how hard it was. Because it's funny. There was a, uh, I think I've mentioned it, but there was a a post by the unappreciated pastor. Mm -hmm. And it said that most pastors think they're going to come in and change the world. And they get yelled at for changing the bulletin. That's it. That is a, that is a perfect word picture. It is. And that, I mean, and, and I golly, everybody that's listening to this probably can, you know, can, can relate, but it was just that, you know, that first year when, you you know, for me, I was, I think I've said, you know, I I was just learning how to mix and things like that. And and I would spend, ask my wife, I would spend hours on YouTube. I'd spend hours on quiz tones. I would go to trainings. I was going to other church, like doing everything I could. And I was getting better and better and better and, and even getting some opportunities to mix outside of the church. But it was like every week people are like telling me how to do it and that's not good enough. And you're like, man, I, I'm literally trying to do everything I can to make this the best experience that you possibly can have. And it was like, no matter how hard I would work, it they just, it wouldn't be a positive experience. Mm-hmm. And so just slowly, and then even through that, learning how to deal with people. Um, you know, I when I first came in, if there was an issue or things went, you know, I'd just be like, I don't know, you know what I mean? And I would just, you know, but then it's like you learn how to deal with people. Like I've realized that like for me as the media pastor in charge of production and technology, like my main role is to instill confidence in the worship team and in my team. So like, let's say um, there's an issue with uh, a wireless mic and maybe it's overloading the transmitter, but maybe I have no clue why it's doing it because it worked perfectly fine in the service before. If the worship pastor comes back and is like, hey, Jared, did you hear? Yeah, man, I, I heard those dropouts. I'm so sorry that happened. Um, even though I may not have a clue what happened and I may not even be able to repl- replicate it. You know, I've, I've learned that I'll just go, hey, I want you to know in between services, I'm going to dig into that, see if I can diagnose an issue. If not, I'll ask around during the, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just learning how to, to deal with people, how to talk with people, how to love on people when they're being unloved. Um, that's probably one of the biggest things they don't teach you in school. Like yeah. in school, I learned all about the Bible. I learned all about pastoral care and counseling. I learned all about these things, but they don't, they can't prepare you for what it's like to love on and deal with people who are hurt, who are broken. The church is a hospital. Yeah. You know, the church is typically a place that's people with a hurt soul or, or people who are broken. They're looking for a place to get healed and mm-hmm. that's where they come and hurt people, hurt people. I know that's yeah. like the cliche phrase. So I think, you know, the like you said, the greatest joy in ministry is the people. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a young man that I'm, I've been mentoring. And this last Friday, um, we got together and we had been going at it for a while. And so I was like, man, just praying like, man, he just really needs a spiritual breakthrough. What does that look like? And then I listened to a message by our good friend, Scott Longyear, mm. about he does this thing, life journaling. And there's just this specific way that that he's taught his people how to journal. And so this last Friday, um, this, the, 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 the college kid, he comes over to my office and normally we were going through like this book, finishing strong. And we talk about, and I said, we're not doing any of it. I go, just bring a pencil, a paper and a heart willing to hear from God. Mm-hmm. And so we went through the process of going through and life journaling, just took this one verse, kind of ran that, that structure of, of journaling through. And at the end, we're both crying because of what God did. And I've seen just over the last couple of days, this amazing change in this young man that I'm mentoring. That's worth every moment of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like learning the, like all the complaints, all the people that are unhappy, the times I've been yelled at in the booth because the kick drum's too loud. It's, it's, it's crazy how one person helping lead them to an experience with God makes everything else disappear for a little while. Yeah. You know, that's a great, it's a great reminder to us. It's a, it's a great reminder of the calling kind of a refocusing, you know, um, that's, that's why we're doing this. I mean, that's, and right. that's, that's the, uh, um, that's the good stuff. That's the stuff that, that you kind of can, um, remember, you can kind of drill back into those memories when, um, you're, you know, having a day, you know, and, and to just be straight up with you today is Sunday. I had a day today, man. I had a, a challenge, a couple of challenging, uh, situations to manage, um, and um, this this was a day I, I think I said in a, f- a few episodes ago. Uh, on, there are most Sundays I try to remember to as I'm getting ready to pray. You know, God prepare me for every conversation I will have today. Yeah. And sometimes I uh, sometimes I meet that 
and and do well and sometimes i don't and and today there were i just had some challenging things to manage uh, on top of leading worship and doing all the other stuff that that we all do uh, on the weekend yeah. so um yeah people man it's a i'm glad you had that experience on friday that's uh i may borrow yeah. that uh just and kind of maybe pretend like i had a part in it so it will keep you know, keep me <laughs> keep me going this week <laughs> Well, just remember, guys, it's all about those people. It's all about all the people. All about them. People it's business. All about it. Give them the business. And the, the people business. And here's the deal. If they were worth enough for Jesus Christ to die on a cross for them, then they're worth it for you to love on them even when they don't want to be loved. Right. Oh, boy. That's really, uh, that cuts it right down to the nitty gritty right there. Yeah. So. Well, I'm really excited. Um, we've got Michael Neal on the podcast with us today. And uh, Michael was at a church down here in Florida for a long time, Christ Fellowship, that many of you might know, and then now is serving at Prestonwood out in Texas and wrote so many good songs that we're going to talk about. So we hope you enjoy episode one with Michael Neal. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, dude. We've been really excited for a while to, uh, to have you come on with us. Well, it's an honor to be with you guys. Man, yeah, we're we're thrilled to have you. You know, we uh, as I was uh, kind of refreshing uh, on all of the things that you have done in your career up to this point. Um, I was uh, man, I was reading these song titles and just kind of having a moment in, in my office as I remember. You know, the first time we sang that, or the first time we sang that, and uh, just man, thank you, thank you so much for. Uh, using those gifts that God has given you to encourage all of us and en encourage our congregations. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, it's, um, I actually just had a birthday yesterday and, um, and I was just kind of recounting, like, you know, you just take small steps, right. And you just do what's, you know, what God puts in front of you, steward what's in, in your hand and you can't really control the results. You just are obedient with what God puts, in your hand and bloom where you're planted. And it's like, I don't know, after doing this for so many years now, it's, it's, it's very humbling just to see how God takes and breathes on the different offerings that you bring him and mm. he multiplies it some, some miraculous, mysterious way. And, uh, I'll never understand it or, uh, but I, I feel very grateful to be a part of it. And that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, pre I got to just jump on to uh, my worship pastor and I were, were chatting at lunch and I said, hey, man, we're having Michael Neal on the on the podcast. And he, we were just started naming off. Oh, you remember this song, this song? Uh, <laughs> we, we were at lunch singing more and more today together. It was so much fun. But, oh, come on. Dude, just, yeah, there you go. That's oh, dude, we were, we were feeling it out there. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's stuff. so good. I forgot so, about so that good. song. That's a good one. Oh, we we didn't. So I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't mean to say it's a good one, but you know what I mean. I mean, it was you know, <laughs> that's really funny. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and the and the song "Only a God Like You." Oh, right on. Yeah. Oh man, that was a banger. I will never forget the first time I heard that man. Well, oh, I love I'm that. so well, proud of you for a, using that word in context. Yeah, that that's that. Yeah, that's never happened in a in a worship uh, podcast I've done before. But that's awesome. <laughs> I, I here's the here's the thing though, and I have to make a confession. Uh, I I sang that song, but I did not write that song. So you didn't. I didn't. Well, all right. uh, I, I wish I would have. That was my friend Tommy Walker. Um, gotcha. I believe that wrote that one, but it's kind of reminds me. It was really beautiful. Not too long ago, actually, this sweet elderly lady came up to me after church and we had, you know, done, you know, really, it was a really powerful worship time. And I, uh, we had done a really kind of a, a fresh rendition of how great thou art. And, mm, mm, mm. and it was just, you know, erect. She just loved it, obviously. So she, she comes up to me and we do a lot of, modern stuff. And then we'll dip back and do hymns like everybody else, uh, you know, here and there. And she said, she said, I just want to thank you for your ministry. What was it like when you wrote how great thou art? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so for just about, I, I, I sat there and I smiled for just a second. And I just said, it was a very moving time. <laughs> uh, God really <laughs> met me. <laughs> and, and I, I just wanted to live there for a little bit, but then I corrected, of course. <laughs> That's incredible. And That's incredible. 
but you know, Fantastic. this happens. So anyway, only a guy like you, great gotcha. Tommy Walker song. Well, man, I I thought uh, I thought I thought you were on that too. So sorry about that. No, it's, it's good. funny. I was I was throwing around the idea for a meme today of trying to make one that's like when the congregants come and try to quote scripture, telling you they sang hymns in the Bible, and then you and then you let them know that Family of God was written in 1963. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So true. Like, yeah. And the difference between a hymn and a gospel song, right? So exactly. Yeah. 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 That would be fantastic. You guys, the memes you guys put out are just fantastic. I've got a, I've got an 18 year old son now who, you know, plays in our worship band in our student ministry. And so we constantly are sending them back and forth to each other, kind of going this, this, this. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, that's cool, man. I'm glad to hear that. It's a, you know, I always tell people, here's the deal. We've, we've all, we all live the same story, you know? I mean, to certain, certain respects. I mean, we've got the people in our church who think it's too loud or the lights are in their eyes or, or whatever. And there's lots of good stuff too, but, um, man, uh, there, there are certainly some common, some com- common threads to the things that we all experience. That's for sure. <laughs> yes, you put, it's just one, it's just actually therapy for those of us that have been doing it for this long to have someone out there voicing all of these things. So it's fantastic. <laughs> well, awesome. thanks for engaging, man. We really, really appreciate that. That's for sure. Well, Michael, can, can you take a moment and just kind of share with everybody that's listening, um, kind of what you're doing right now and where you're serving? Yeah, absolutely. Um, f- f- uh, for the last three and a half years, I've been serving as the lead worship pastor at Prestonwood Church in Plano, Texas, which is north of Dallas. Wow. Be- before that, I had um, I had served for many years at Christ Fellowship in Palm Beach, Florida. Um, and I was there uh, from 1999 to 2008 and then spent some time in Nashville as well, writing and and then was there as an artist in residence until I moved here. Um, and so, uh, didn't see this coming, uh, had led for conferences out here and they had done some of my music through the years and just really hit it off with the, uh, the pastor, Dr. Graham and, and the teaching pastor, Dr. Stevens. And they just, uh, we just, we just felt like it was what God wanted us to do. I would have never thought I'd have been in Texas. Um, it was, it was tough leaving the beach. I'm still mourning, but, um, but it's, uh, I don't know how you, I don't know how you did it because I, it, I live yeah. an hour North of where you're from and it's fantastic. It is. It's pretty amazing. We lived a you know, block off the intercoastal and I'm just, uh, I'll be back there actually in a, in a couple of months for a little spring break time, but uh, but we love it here. We sense the, you know, God's mercy and grace and everything that's happening here. And, um, and so, uh, very, very love, love being a part of it. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm thankful. I love watching, you know, there, there's a certain Facebook forum that some people love and hate called church sound media techs. Um, and so what's really always cool every year though, is around Christmas time when people start putting up videos and pictures of what you guys are doing for your big events. And I just, I'm thinking you're, you're part of a handful of churches that I think are helping to push the church forward and to keep us, I hate to use the word relevant, but like keep us like engaging the culture and the people with the gospel of Jesus Christ in a way that's engaging and um, engages all the senses. And so just really thankful. And, and I always look forward to seeing the pictures and things when they come out. Oh, well, that's kind of you to say, I mean, we're, it's something we constantly wrestle with, you know, just, how do we, you know, utilize technology and, and, and lighting and, you know, all the fun things that we can use these days and content and motion graphics and all the fun stuff, but still have it not, you know, have it be a supporting role, you know, in the whole picture and not have it be about that. And it's always attention to manage and we've got a lot of room to grow in that area, but it's very, I feel very thankful that we've got, we've got a lot of creative guys on our team and, hopefully can continue to develop that area. That's awesome. awesome. And that's awesome. That's awesome. So Michael, we do these five questions. We call them the Frank five. And, um, some of them are funny. Some of them are a little, we'll take a little deeper dive, but, um, if you, we'll we'll just take you through them. And we ask these same five questions to every single person that we interview. So, um, I'll just get us started if that's all right. The first one, 
um, is just tell us a little bit about how you got started in ministry. We've heard a little bit about uh, what you've been doing over the last several years, which these are you know churches certainly that all of us look to uh, as uh, as examples. But why don't you tell us a little bit about how did you get how did you get started? Well, um, my parents uh, we we attended a very small little. A uh, little Baptist country church, about 75 people. And my mom played many different instruments. And my dad taught, he taught Sunday school and he bust kids in from the community. And, and, um, during that time, I just, I, I started playing piano and singing and it, it really just became a, like, you know, get around the piano family kind of thing. And during that time as a nine-year-old, really, I just, uh, there was a, a family that came through our little church uh, called the Mullins family. And I became friends with their son and buddy who went on to sing with, you know, Gaither vocal band and had a DCM band called Sunday drive for many years. And just a great, great, amazing guy. And he's three years older than me. And so he comes through singing as a, you know, 11, 12 year old kid. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of going, wow, this is amazing. And so in one of the revival meetings they led, um, not only did I give my life to Christ, but it was very clear to me that I was going to help people experience God through music. And mm. wow. that, that was just kind of the track that I got on. It's taken different turns, you know, all the way through, but I started doing stuff at a really early age and then led my, you know, my student worship and, you know, student choir and started playing for the adult worship ministry when I was about 16 or so. And, um, and so, you know, off we went from there and, you know, when I went to college, led worship in college and, uh, for the campus chapels and things like that. And then, uh, right out of college, uh, really felt compelled to, 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 to go to Nashville and just, uh, explore what God had. And so we had a little band and made a couple records and traveled the world for about five years and played on a lot of, you know, uh, things there. And then. God said, you know, it's time, time to go to the, to take all of this experience and, and go to the local church and serve me there. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did back in 1998, I guess it was when I went off the road and then full-time ministry. That's wow. Awesome. That's great. So, Michael, what, what, what advice would you give somebody like the, as they're, maybe they're feeling a call into full-time like ministry in worship ministry, like what advice would you give somebody as they're trying to discern that call and whether or not God's calling or not on, on how, again, just to like, uh, to find confirmation in God's calling on their lives. Mm. Mm. Well, that's a big one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and that's, that's not part of the five. That's a bonus. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting like, okay, favorite ice cream, go. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, you were just talking about how when you were young and you knew, and I'm just curious, like, how did God confirm that in you? Because I know when we look at like our Instagram account and things like that, we have a young audience. And so we have a lot of young people who are probably wrestling through the emotions, the feelings of, is God calling them into full-time vocational ministry? And so I just wondered, like, what was that journey of going? Was it just a feeling or was it written in the stars or like, what did that look like? Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't as much a feeling. I think it, it, I think you get a confirmation. I've never systemized this thought here, but I think confirmation comes in several ways. I mean, obviously God begins to move our, our passions, I believe. And he really sets those things in our heart, but to confirm those things, obviously wise counsel. Um, I've always had, I mean, started with my, my father, especially, but both my mother and father, um, but I've always had, you know, mentors that confirmed, you know, God's call on my life. Like they would, and they would speak out over my life. And when I would ask them, I'm considering these things. And they would say, you know, you know, I see a ministry calling on your life. And I, you know, those kind of things, getting around people that are wise, that are further down the road than you and humbling yourself to not, they, they can't tell you, you know, God's plan for your life, but they can confirm the things that God's already set there. And mm-hmm. I think that's a big one. I think a lot of times for whatever reason, you know, 
we can chase things outside of our gifting because we're moved by them or whatever. But I think really paying attention to our core gifting, like what has God given us for me? Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of options, but music was one of them. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> to know that I, I had a gift that I was, I was, uh, passionate about and I, I experienced God in, and so I really, to pay attention to those things, do I have the acumen to do something else? Well, probably, there's probably other things I could do to a degree, but this is, you know, really what God wired me to do. So I think every young person should really explore what they're gifted to do and, and have people, and if, you know, whether that's through various assessments or, you know, everybody is wired and gifted with things. And, yeah. and, uh, so I think it's important and especially in our, in our world, when we're dealing with the arts and things like that, there's a lot of times that people are drawn to that because of the emotional nature of it, the beauty of it. Uh, but they may or may not have the gifting and they can potentially spin their wheels for a while if they don't have the gift, the gift to do it. And mm. yeah. And so I think if you have that gifting, then, then on top of that, that's where you put in, you know, put in the hard work and discipline to, to yeah. use it for all it's worth. But I think those are a couple things um, that help solidify beyond just personal passionate pursuit of God's word and his presence and saying, God, would you please give me uh, peace? But I think all those things converge together, gifting, wise counsel, what the spirit of God is saying to you. Um, those things kind of all come together. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Dude. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. We're going to get a sillier question next, but like just part of the, uh, the vision we have for this podcast is to entertain, equip and encourage the worship and tech world of churches. And so I just, I think that's huge. Um, like I said, we have a lot of young people who are wrestling through that call. So I appreciate you sharing your wisdom on that. Mm-hmm. All right, dude. So you have led in some, some big churches you've led on the road. You've had a lot of cool experiences leading worship. What's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you while you've been leading worship? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, I've had some, I've had some fun. I'll, I'll share just a couple that come to mind. Um, um, well, there's, there was one moment in particular that was extraordinary early on in my, in my itinerant ministry, we were, uh, at this church and they rolled in, um, a few senior citizens to the front row, um, of our concert. And it was a pretty good sized concert. It was in a beautiful old church. I would say there was about a thousand people there maybe, but there was probably, you know, 10 to 12, like from, you know, from the nursing home seniors, which kind of shocked us because we were doing pretty contemporary and we had a pretty big PA system and, you know, and, and so a band and all of that. And so I just remember thinking to myself, okay, um, I'm nervous, you know, I'm just nervous about what potentially could happen here. Uh, yeah. and I kind of felt bad cause they like parked them right down in front of, you know, uh, large speakers. So I, um, and what's ironic is like one of my first ministries as a 13 year old was every Sunday I would go and play and lead worship for, um, uh, two different convalescent homes. So I do as a part of my heart, you know, to do this, but anyway, so we're there and uh, we get to a really beautiful moment in the, in, in the concert and we're, you know, we're, everything seems to be going okay. And I, I get the, you know, everything quiets down. I'm just sitting at the piano. It's this beautiful grand piano that I decided to go to. And I was having a bit of a ministry moment and I was talking and setting up the next song. And I allowed this, I allowed the room to get pretty quiet. And all of a sudden this roaring snore started coming from the front row. I mean, and I'm not talking lightweight here. I'm talking like deep rattling snoring. And, and it wasn't just one, it was like two or three that were kind of going back and forth and talking to one another almost, you know? Oh and my so, goodness. So it starts and I'm trying to time it. So I'm playing, um, on top of it. So it won't, it won't. Cause it's really, this is just a moment where it's just me and the piano. And so it's this church with this really beautiful high ceiling and it's just echoing. Like you can't even imagine. 
And so then I start seeing, you know, people snickering and, and I'm not really good with like, I just, I just kind of acknowledge things, you know, I just, I can't really blow past it. I just can't blow past it. And I just, I remember just stopping the song, stopping the moment. And I just went, is anybody else tired in here? <laughs> you know, and <laughs> yeah. the whole place came apart, but it was one of those moments I will just absolutely never forget. Cause you learn uh, the more that you do this most of the time, especially when you're younger, you start to try to cover up if something happens. Like if, you know, if this happens, let's pretend like it didn't happen or, you know, somebody hits a wrong chord or something happens. You can leverage those things to actually win the audience over, but <laughs> there's a whole communication lesson and all that. But anyway, that's one of the, one of the funnier ones. There's other ones that I probably shouldn't share over the air. Um, <laughs> but so I, I did, I did have a time I was uh, arrested in, um, I was in Belgrade, <laughs> Serbia, we were doing concerts in the soccer stadium um, and, you know, we got arrested for not having our papers there. So ended up being interrogated, wow. interrogated for four hours and the U S embassy had to get involved. And, oh and so we, had, we had all of these officers that were in this interrogation room and they brought in other prisoners in chains and were, you know, basically beating them in front of us to try to intimidate us. And so that was, that was kind of crazy. And I just remember, you know, they, they, you know, they put out this big giant type manual typewriter and there's like one light in the middle of the room and they're all smoking, there's cigarette smoke everywhere, you know, and and they're looking at me like, this is very bad for you. This is very, very bad, you know, and (laughs) me and my band members are like, yeah, we're probably going to, you know, we're going to get hit. I mean, it's going to be part of our, our journey today. But anyway, we ended up getting freed by the embassy. We're in the soccer stadium that night. And all of the officers that were there were our security detail <laughs> for the concert. And we were able to present, <laughs> we presented the gospel that night and uh, several of them gave their hearts to Christ. So you just never know, you know, you never know when you're out there doing stuff, uh, how it's all going to roll. But I could go on for hours with stuff like that. That's wow. <laughs> You'd be surprised what people are willing to share. Uh, when we interviewed Chris McClarney, he told a story about passing gas during sound check. Oh, and thinking that and thinking that everything was good because his ears were rocking. But all of a sudden, it happened, and he looked around, and everybody was giving him looks to pull out his ears and realize they had the PA off. <laughs> <laughs> He's just blowing it up. Oh, amazing. Yep. But he just thought, yo, they'll never hear it. And no PA. So. Yep. Oh, that's fantastic, man. I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> um, okay. So tell, would you be willing to share? You kind of just did, but is, is there a, like a little known fact or something about you that maybe people wouldn't know? Oh, gosh. Little known fact. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, wow. I have significant issues with certain sounds and I have, I have researched this and it's a real thing. It's called misophonia. Okay. And what this is, is there are there's certain things, certain sounds that you'll have a visceral reaction to that it actually physically affects you. And Whoa. it's now like some of it's simple stuff like chips crunching or something like that. You know, somebody crunching chips or mouth noises. That's that's one of them. Oh, that's, yeah. that's normal. Mm. What's not normal is like like I I can't stand hearing the sound of like when you go to a movie and somebody's pouring wine or Coke or something like that into a glass, the sound sound of that in a glass, like pouring, it absolutely sends me through the roof. Like I have to cover my ears. Weird stuff. It's the weirdest thing. Now I can manage it. I don't like totally freak out, but it's like, so my wife is always, you know, joking with me and my kids, of course, they love it. They'll just, I'll be laying on the couch or whatever and they'll walk by me and just do stuff that they know is just going to oh, yeah. just turn me inside out. And I mean, I know that's all, that's kind of lame. I'm trying to think of something more interesting, but that, that's definitely <laughs> I actually a little think that's pretty interesting. That's awesome. 
And here's the, here's the funny thing. I just, we just had a team meeting the other day and we did it over lunch and I walked into the room and we ordered, uh, Jimmy John's subs and you, have you yeah. ever had their chips? Oh, they're oh, like, God. they're like the crunchiest chips on the planet. Yes, they and are. so everybody on the team was, it was just like a symphony of eating of crunching. And I walked in the room and I was like, what was I thinking? And, and I had to literally, I left. I said, guys, just go ahead and finish. I'll be back in a few minutes. Cause that's I can't. amazing. And I told my wow. assistant from now on, when we have lunches, it's rice, it's soft <laughs> I don't, it's smoothies, it's smoothies. I don't care whatever it is. So anyway, very kind of weird eccentric kind of thing, but it's oh, just, that's, that's funny. It's the thing that's I have, have, to, you I have seen- to deal with. Have you seen the, they're on YouTube because my wife has similar with the chewing. Uh, I think they're called ASMR videos and it's literally people take crunchy things and chew them into a microphone. And these videos have like millions of views of just somebody eating like uh, what are the sea cucumber seeds or something like that. They'll just like eat and they crunch so loud. I'll just start playing them and my wife will literally freak out on me. It's incredible. Yeah. I won't be looking those up. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You and I, and I won't well be telling that. my children about it either. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude. I can't believe he couldn't remember writing more and more. That's his jam, dude. Dude. I cannot believe I pegged him with only a God like you. That yeah, was, but I, even I looked it up and it looks like he wrote it. So, well, you know, like when we're interviewing people, I'll keep a couple of browser pages open just so that I remember the things that I want to touch base on. And I, I knew Tommy Walker wrote only a God like you, but I thought yeah. maybe Michael got in on part of it and they like co-wrote it or whatever, man, that yeah. was like one of those I can, I can, I remember um, only a God like you and shout to the Lord, open the eyes yeah. of my heart. Those were like early days, uh, uh, the springboard into what we know now as, you know, worship Mo- music. That worship, all yeah. Be, yeah. And man, I love, I love that song, but Michael Neal is good gravy. Okay. Just let's say you come to the end of your career and you worked at Christ fellowship. Yeah. Wow. You know, yay God. Thanks for all that. Yeah. Then let's say you came to the end of your career and you worked at Prestonwood and you're like, yeah, yay God, man. What an honor. This dude has been at both of them. I know. (laughs) What? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Oh my word. He's so gifted. Hey everybody. Thank you so much as always for listening to the podcast. And would you just do us a favor before before this episode ends and the grief sets in that it's going to be a whole nother week before you get to hear the amazing voices of Mr. Probs and I, would you just pause and then go to whatever app you're listening to this podcast on right now and hit like, download, subscribe. Um, it helps the al- algorithms that helps get this podcast out in front of the people. And then also leave us some kind words and five stars only if you don't mind. And so, hey, thank you so much. We are so thankful for you, the listeners, as we uh, embark on this journey with Worship Leader Probs. Nothing. Amazing. You have anything else to say? That was amazing. That was a, that was the best rap I've ever heard. Well, I, I had to close my eyes. Did you notice that? I did notice it. And you're waving something. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a pop filter, and I took it off oh. because if not, it looked like this. I thought it was one of those bug zapper like oh, tennis no. rackets. It's so I don't pop my peas. Oh, okay, all right. So, hey, again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll, until next time, see ya. Do so.